0: Welcome to the Law of Worlds podcast. My name is Connor and I'm here with Brian. This is a collaboration project where we build a world together. Each episode focusing on a different topic of that world. Welcome to uh, episode eight. I, I guess what I would just ask, I, how are you, Ryan? I think we should have a bit of rapport before we, we begin and kind of make it a thing. I have been literally sitting
1: on nails with all the ideas of... Because now we're <laughs> in the exciting part where we have a slight foundation and a thousand different possibilities are still open. So, yeah, literally just overflowing with great ideas and, of course still open for discussion but but yeah the the idea are streaming and and that's always great
0: i'm i'm actually on the opposite end of the spectrum because often my creative like like flow doesn't really kick in until i have a foundation beneath me so the fact that we've not had much um underneath us if it makes sense i've not really been able to think it's it's weird like because there's nothing beneath us i can't think it's just so I, I've kind of had the opposite thing of of I can't think about the world because I don't want to make too many decisions in my head, okay. fall in love with something, and then and then not 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 saying that you're going to shoot me down, but like you 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 go oh actually maybe that doesn't quite work kind of thing. So I don't want to think too much otherwise i fall in love with an idea and get very disappointed when it's not a thing. But when I realize that it's a collaborative thing, and so I need to just train my brain to. Have loads of ideas and not be too beholden to any of them so yeah uh i, I guess as as the end of a last episode this episode is going to be about uh, our pantheon or at least the creation of it um so I'm gonna start right off the bat what is we had some some ideas at the end but what is the creation of our pantheon like the 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 beginning the the tippity tip back you know the the beginning point of all creation what is that
1: so what instigated the pantheon you mean
0: yeah or like what is the first thing that ever happens oh in the, in the world oh and just in yeah because Afflin cores are like planet i mean yeah, yeah the what the, the universe
1: so yeah so i i had a i had a thought that because i'm i am i've seen and and uh made concepts of, uh, the omnipotent creator a few too many times, I think. So I thought of something different, which is inspired by various stuff to some extent that other people might might re- recognize, but I thought of having a thing or an effect that kinda allows for the briefest of moment, pretty much any being to become the omnipotent creator for not consciously but but for their biggest wish here and now so i call this uh, an astral spark or the spark and this spark can be found anywhere in the entire universe uh, by anyone and once found the spark will read the beholder or the, the, the person or the individual it will read their their biggest need for existence whatever it may be kind of like the dm interpreting a wish spell so whatever their need might be might not be in like fulfilled in the way that they would have thought of themselves but that's what the spark does and once fulfilling such a a wish it disappears and it goes away in into hiatus for a, a period of time depending on how big the wish was after which it might be discovered again in a completely random other location so yeah there will be some search parties for it and stuff but i thought this is a way to shift omnipotency around in a way
0: and i I like it actually
1: so Yeah, yeah yeah
0: so my my first like instinct is that sounds too powerful like uh but i think with some like decent limiters uh it could very easily cuz i i i can i can think of it twofold right i think the spark should be kind of it sounds sounds strange but maybe the spark could be a location right so somewhere that you could and and i'll get to it in a bit but like you could always go to it you know where it is you can go there and it's it's a deliberate thing it's a deliberate it will be a. It will be in a place that's static, and you can go there to obtain this power if you if you truly desire to have it. And then and then the other way is it just appears in front or appears to the to a random being. Like it, it can it can be twofold, obtained twofold. One is you go after it like a like a bullet, or it, it just appears before you. Uh, but obviously a way to subvert the fact that you know it's not just easy to obtain is I don't want to necessarily flesh them all out but I can imagine like billions of dimensions but they're not like all connected by not every dimension is connected to every other one so they're not just like billions of webs coming off of a single dimension you have to kind of hop from one to the other and it's kind of like a connected like maybe you can only have like a thousand connected to one dimension at a time, meaning that if there's a billion of them then you'd have to hop between a couple of them to get to the next one anyway. Um and that the the, the location changes every time it's used. You know, every time the world shifts irrevocably it switches location. So it's not like always in the same part in the the web of, of, of dimensions, but you kind of have to hop between each of them to eventually get there. Um, and I think maybe there should be a limiter where, you know, even what we will eventually call gods can't tell where it is. Like they couldn't just beeline for it. Um, and also they wouldn't necessarily be able to tell what's going to be in the next dimension. You know, they could hop to the next one and not know what they're getting into but when you, when you're talking much... about dimensions do you mean like literal like
1: parallel universe dimensions or do you mean dimensions like Dungeons and Dragons or uh, Wizards of the Coast has made up the silver spheres
0: i think literal dimensions like i and i and and we we'll, we'll get to it cuz i think obviously if the spark is what creates the gods uh we could have essentially like a race of people which are the gods, you know the quote unquote gods or at least the the powerful beings people who people or sentient creatures who have at one point or another touched this spark and used its power, and they would become a part of like an echelon a race of beings, and you know. It could be like a god could hop into another dimension and it could be already occupied by other gods. So it's kind of like you're walking into someone else's house. Like, we, oh.
1: If we make the if if we do, going off a little bit of what you said, we could situate pretty much every single being that this spark has ever been in contact with in a specific dimension
0: where they are literally the Spark Council. I mean that that's that's my idea. Is like every time uh, the spark is used, it creates another dimension.
1: Oh yeah, <clears throat> okay, yeah. I thought I thought more like like um, if if we are gonna work out of the fact that we're just gonna like focus on one dimension, and in that dimension there are gonna be gods, and in that one dimension eventually like the spark is gonna go back and and affect
0: people. Um, I think I think I think when you obtain the spark, right, you change something about reality, not necessarily willingly i mean obviously you you'll, you'll have to desire it in some form or another or at least it needs to be necessary or uh yeah it needs to be needed for you but i think it to the person who g- gains a spark and essentially becomes god like the reality changes around them in actuality what would happen is it forms a new reality for them to be a god within if that makes sense yep yeah. It, it forms a reality around themselves to suit their needs in a weird way, and it will be um, funny that
1: like so if, if, if all these beings who have interacted with the spark they become, they, they they the dimension that they go to will be the same all of them and they will all be able to interact with one another. Like I just I just I'm just thinking you know like like a council who gets to decide where to send the spark or where to um, let it appear. And then they can't fully control who gets to discover it, but let, where where to scent it in 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 like rough terms at least. And imagine this council being being deemed or uh, having like different uh, uh, weight of opinion based on how effective their own reality change was. So there's some guy who at least like got the spark and just like midly mid middle, middle, middle uh, or in the medieval times just i just want food <laughs> i i need food and he he's like yeah you don't get a vote you suck <laughs> i just think that would be funny so you can grade uh, uh, yeah. them
0: i think i think that's too too much like it, even though they you know you, you could you could flavor them as being like the guardians of the spark right they are a group of gods that are specifically designed or at least they have chosen in their desires to guard the spark or help it along its path or whatever it may be I think that gives it I think that gives them too much power over it I think the spark should be completely uh, solo sentient you not sentient but like it goes where it wants it, it whenever it's used it is a static thing kind of like how in like dragon ball, so whenever they use they fly up into the sky and then split off into random locations on the planet. Um and you know you got to go find them again. Then they they choose where they go and it's never the same. Um I think and that, I think the way that it would work would be It could
1: also be like if we make us you have to collect the spark and when like so there is just one spark initially and once the first wish has been granted there are two so the amount of spark needed to be found to be able to do this goes up similar to dragon balls but then we're just not making a static and we are kind of not making a free for all uh you know uh errata uh mechanism to change the world if we fucked up um, i think
0: i think that's too exponential it it
1: would go it, up quite fast
0: a, yeah and i i think i think it should be like some gods are just happy being themselves and you know there are people there are, there are gods who are like spark chasers who literally they spend their whole existence hopping between realities trying to get find, trying to hit the jackpot again yeah. um, whereas the other gods are just happy and content in their realm yeah. to be essentially the omniscience of their own realities
1: yeah I, I like the fact that there's just one and it goes to a random place and then there are someone who like there are people there there are cosmic beings like some gods and some other powerful beings who have gained this knowledge who will try and ch- chase it to abuse it and in in some of our creation lore background old, old times there might be events of this occurring sometimes but again the more the more people who are oppressed the more they w- the more people would wish for the oppression to stop so the chance of it you being used as a re-corrective effect as well would also be quite high. So I I like I like the idea of, of the spark sending the the user call them that to a dimension where they 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 will somehow if it's gonna be a like an ethereal ish dimension where they can communicate with each other for no other reason besides communicating with each other, uh, or if it's gonna be like a council of the spark where they have some sort of governance over the spark. To some extent, I don't really mind. It's I just think it's funny that you can kind of like they they can use this as knowing the story of the spark by being part of the council.
0: I think I think if there was to be a council of the spark, they would be more like Earth-like philosophers. They wouldn't have any real knowledge of the spark. They would be just like like philosophy. You just it's it's the the theory of thought, I guess. So they'd be theoretical guardians of the, the spark they wouldn't necessarily know where it was or how how it worked or you know you know they wouldn't know much anything they just they're just philosophers they're just interested in the spark if anything and i think this is also a method where you know we create this pantheon now which will be the one that is kind of not in charge of but is around Core but then it means that we can introduce another god at any time, you know, a, a god will literally, could literally either be created from the spark, or, you know, uh, could pop in from another dimension, like, they're, they're one of the spark chasers, and they just happened to pop into this dimension, um, it gives us freedom, and, and, you know, to, to you know, create a god, and, and not have it, be jarring and weird yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I like that i like it. that it, it it is a freedom tool that also gives an, an ex- existence foundation so i i like that it's a tool and a um a part of the story so it it, it has a double function in that and i like that bit um okay so astral spark exists it, it gives the the finder omnipotent powers for a wish of their needs uh once it's been used the being is moved to or added to.
0: I think, like, a dimension forms around them. So, like, here's, here's, like, kind of with the whole, like, beggar wishing to be hungry or, or not hungry anymore. Imagine if it's, like, I have an apple, I want two apples, and the, the spark appears before them. It, essentially, yes, another apple would appear in their other hand, but what what is really happening is they're being shunted out of their reality into an empty space in... Like the collection of dimensions, and then a whole reality is forming around them, and the only difference between the two is one person has, uh, the, the 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 peasant called Bob has one apple in his hand, and then in the other dimension, Bob, the same Bob, has two apples in his hands.
1: But what that, wouldn't that give a lot of inconsistencies in whenever a, a something is is changed? We're basically just jumping over to a new universe or a completely new yes. dimension.
0: Yes. And it would for me it just means that
1: but why would the the people of the the dimension carry over to the new dimension because one of the things that I usually find quite flawed with the current representation of multi dimension if they want to be uh, make the dimensions different then what are the chances that the same people with same facial characteristics and names would still exist if you make the the all of the other connectivities or uh, relations very it, different like so yeah if if it's a here and now picture you still have to consider that the world you live in is like a few billion years old so statistically how can the world be similar age and all the same creatures are exactly it like in a very similar small area as well even though they are have you've scrambled around what they do and their alignments but they're still the same. I pe- I don't like. the I might I, just I think, be too stupid. Think, but it's just to the me the, it's... the probabilities of of that happening. is just ridiculously in. It, it, it ridiculously yeah, low. Yeah, I know. Like it's the same I'm... as imagining like like if if you say that there's a multi dimension to uh, to um, to to this one we're in right now, where the Second World War outcome was the, was different, then then what is the probability that there is still in in that dimension like people? by now three four generations down from people being part of the world war who will still have the same like ancestors or or like bloodline down the line and if they don't have the same bloodline down the line then the statistics of the same people being there and also let alone having the same names ridiculously
0: impossible so i think i think okay i think it that's this is that that's the part of the creation magic is it's essentially like copying a file on a computer, uh, and, you know, copying it rather than cutting it, copying it, pasting it and then editing a few lines in one of the files to be whatever you want. So the old wa- the old version still exists, but the new one exists with all the same pathways. The only difference is he happens to have two apples instead of one now.
1: I think it becomes too complex to keep track of because especially if we la- allow people to be able to eventually travel between dimensions then every single bad thing that has ever happened will be able to chase up to people and are people then only gods in the dimension that they're p- put in and yeah. what if a god from one of the past dimensions all of a sudden do something will that affect all the future ones if they have not been affected by like in all the future wishes would would they also get affected by this in all the future versions when one of the past uh, versions does something not, evil,
0: no, because it'd be like a splitting timeline where they are now. But the, look, but that's what I mean, like
1: autonomous. so. I, I, I'm, I uh, kind of uh, have the same feelings about <laughs> multi dimensions as time travel because there are too many, too many un, uncertainties and discontinuities in it. I'm not saying it I'm we just, can't uh, work yeah. with multi multi dimensions. But I am very cautious of trying to make the multi dimensions literally the same, because it, mm. it, it, it the statistics. I mean, of I, th- it I mean, just... I
0: think I think the example is is not much changes. But say the person wants to, you know, they have a desire to make uh, a, you know, maybe maybe for whatever reason the spark latches onto someone, and for whatever reason they really want to be a tyrannical leader maybe they wouldn't necessarily stay bob or the 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 tyrant bob they would become a god like being who has full tyrant tyrannical rule over their dimension their, their you know it would be like it's like taking your wish and then amplifying it to a godly level but i just think, I think it I wouldn't just be think like we're,
1: we're doing ourselves a disservice cuz it w- it it becomes a lot of keeping track of i think instead of just saying we have one world and if we then Like, say, like like it has happened with, uh, let's just say, uh, other franchises, bigger franchises, seven expansions down the line, we (laughs) realize we need something else. Let's make another dimension where we can correct things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
0: what, what, uh, well, we can go to another dimension and back in time at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do something like that,
1: because then then we can yeah. correct it and and we go back into the time to the spot in the other dimension where we know the spark was to change the future of our own. It just becomes yeah, too. So, much Oh so. dang!
0: We killed a really cool character. Let's bring him back. Yeah. Oh god. But we don't want to like just it? go to time. Ta- we don't want to just do time travel because oh, we also want to go somewhere else. Why did we kill so. Deckard
1: Kane? Oh wait, that's not <laughs> what you're thinking about. No, I was talking about uh, <laughs> Goldan. You know. Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But no, it's it's like I I I understand the concept of multi dimensions. Um, I've I've worked with it before, where I basically just have more like what I called it. I split it into um like the real realm and then what what is pretty much an ethereal realm. But that's where the spirit mm. lingers. So in the spirit realm, so to say. Ghosts would be and, and there can be yeah. some metaphysic interaction between the two and spirits who are at unrest would were, would be over there. That kind of way I can understand working with multi dimensions because Yeah. It it is it is existing, but or like um in in Stranger Things, I really love how they did it with the upside down uh the, the dimensions that, that that it was no not not really it was it was that's made what, as a I, yeah. it was made as a pocket dimension where this guy uh, this guy who who created the whole thing uh, again I'm not an expert on any of these things but as yeah, I understood yeah. it, he made the pocket dimension based off what he remembered at the time he last was in the area that's also why it was in this specific area and not necessarily mm. anywhere else so it had a uh, expectedly or probably an ex- a, a limited uh, expanse because that's what he could remember at the time of creating this pocket, and that's why the characters when they go there, a lot of it will resemble what they had because it's a, a, sh- a small list of years prior.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I, I think I we should just stick to one to... dimension for now, and yes, whatever
1: yes. we we come up with, errataring it later is. So that saying yeah, each time it was used, it was actually a sub dimension <laughs> being created. Yes, I don't. I, th- I just. I think, I'm, yeah. I'm just precautious making it canon from the start.
0: Yes, we can keep the door open. Uh, the, the, the point is, the door <laughs> is open for us to make the spot whatever we want. It's a kind of... It's a tool. Get out, it's our get out of free jail card. Yeah, yeah. We're going to leave the door open. Uh, so core right? So we've, we've established that the planet has... A, 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 I think we established that it has a sun and a moon. Yes. And the moon is like a an, a heat siphoning... Orb, or, like, satellite. It yes. siphons. actually siphoning heat, yeah. I want to lay down as, like, cannon. Instead of an ice bridge with the how the colony get to Vetra, it's just a, an ice planet. Like, the planet becomes frozen. Not, like, yeah, to the yeah, very yeah, core. yeah, yeah. So
1: it's, it's not a specific bridge. It's just they are traversing in one direction and it, they just happen to walk across ice instead of frozen yeah. ground. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and And, and I imagine. They get to a location where they feel like it's good to stop. Where, where it, I think that there should be some signs that they, they know that they're walking on ice at some points and, and when they're not. So they know when to stop. Well, if, if,
1: if, just... if we've agreed that the island that, or the, the the place that they're going to go is going to be like a volcano, they will see a mountain for the first time in a long time. Yes. And if the place they left from was a more of a flat land, I can see how they see a mountain, they go like... This, this is a completely different place. We must be able to find shelter there. They go into yeah. the mountain. Maybe they are able to live off shrooms down from a, a deep cave or whatever. For And they live there for like a week or a month and or whatever. the ice, and the ice and Yeah, they look out again. The ice is thawed. Omen, we have to stay. Done. I, yes. I, I like that bit as well. That is just literally most of the planet freezing.
0: And also, I think we... I don't know how we're going to do this if we're going to care too much about the physics of it. But the sun is going to be closer than our sun. In the sense that if it's if the sun is allowed to unrelentingly gaze its light upon the planet, it will just scorch everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I don't think it
1: matters much for the physics. Um, I think, and this is again just me spitballing last time I looked into it when I was creating a world. I think yeah. if the sun is closer, the planet has to rotate faster. And so yeah. its its days and years will be shorter right
0: yeah well we'll, we'll, we can get to that one if we need to like create a calendar yeah again it it, it doesn't matter at this point but but that's
1: (laughs) that's the only thing that it matters it's not like it's not possible like we can literally if we care to just go in and take the characteristics of mercury Uh, it's burning as fuck
0: so so we with the idea of the spark uh, do, we, do we need to go into what they were beforehand so, or No, really? I no no, I think
1: like just any tribe or anything that could eventually like grow in size. I I took the liberty yeah. of just throwing a name out because I looked it up. Um yeah. so I looked up um and I found the name O'Heni, which I think oh, yeah. has been used recently in a in a movie title recently. I haven't seen it. So when I searched for it it means something in 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 the lines of of ruler or something like that. I thought that was funny, okay. and I thought since Oheni is a funny name, it would be very uh, straightforward to call the planet Ohei,
0: maybe? Well, it's, it's We've we given the oh uh, the old
1: the old yeah, planet yeah, the planet, planet, planet they are from. from yeah so so yes. the Ohenis of the planet Ohay, at some point I don't know let's say their uh, their their planet was in similar to Aflinko. it was being burned because nothing was auto correcting it. Yeah. And at that time some of the Oheni got the spark and they wished for they they wished to be like saved from this planet and be strong enough to not have to die with the death of a planet. And hmm. how the Spark chose to do this was like, Okay, great, you're now all the Oheni people who are the divine ish. They don't necessarily become gods based off that alone, but now yeah. they are now they are like, like spacey, floaty, powerful beings. Yes. Call them again. Uh, uh, this is just a parallel reference. As guardians, they're yes. not. They're not all gods, but they are mm. all As guardians. Yes. So some of them might eventually, later down the line, prove themselves and become gods through worship and yada yada yada. But for now, they are just all in the cluster of could be gods because they are somewhat more powerful than the rest and can live and traverse space. So some of them will become, hey, wait, what is this? Spark? Let's start chasing it. Some of these Oheni will become spark chasers. Some of them will use what they have right now to just be powerful as they are. And some of them will live in, in a society where they try to help others become gods. Yeah. How they interpret help? Very different.
0: Oh, can I... Can I? okay twofold right yes i can imagine that the henny the they get the spark and as a as a people they in a weird way as a people they ascend right some of them leave and become spark chasers, wanting to find that again some of them help one another to try and make them like more powerful what if because you talked briefly about an emissary race Right, so the way that I would interpret it, if you were to do like a Christian faith, is angels. Right, they are yes. the go-between. They're the gods, and then you have the 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 the, rape, the the people in the middle, and then you have the mortals that that the the the, the godly people look down upon or serve or whatever it may be. Right, yeah. So the emissaries. I wanted to spit fire. What if there's a war that happens, and the the losers, or at least the the sol- the foot soldiers of the war, essentially become, like the the, the 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 quote unquote angels. I think of it maybe like maybe it's like Highlander, where you know the, they they fought each other and it was just like when you slew another Henny, you just absorb their energy, and essentially that war, that Highlander war continued on, and there was only, and by the end of it, there was only a few left, and they became essentially what african core would know as their gods but i just i just think it's 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 a
1: bit um yeah yeah i i and and i have to flip the idea around but i do like it because at the time and age that we're looking at right now i'm thinking that the ones that we're creating right now will eventually be considered the old god or the original gods so yeah. if we leave the spark out there, and eventually new gods can arrive with new magic or new portfolios or stuff like that out of the blue, yeah. or or some of the like and 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 Oheni that wasn't killed in the in the war will eventually like resurface or return because they can traverse space. Some would have hidden somewhere in exile.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, my my theory is that basically when you when they slew the other one, they you know they didn't just stop existing. They essentially became because I wanted to think: what if we have what if we have quote unquote angels, but they're like constructs? They're like robot humans or robot beings, and essentially that's where you know I I kind of was I was trying to think far ahead of like why would a race of people be inspired to make robots? Maybe they they base them off of angels, and so, so what if their angels were robots essentially? So when they slew them. They've just became husks and then the power that was made them godly was absorbed into the one who was victorious and so eventually after the war was done the gods essentially took those husks and put their a bit of spark back in them to essentially make them quote unquote servants. So you angels. wanna make the
1: you wanna make the reversed curse of the flesh <laughs> so when they die yes. they turn back into like stones or like golem ish things. Yeah. Or like
0: I think something that looks like it's made out of metal, but it isn't. So that when we maybe have an inventor in the far future of, of African they can be inspired to make one of the X-Men is literally called angel. You know, he's a human with, with, with like feathered wings. Like it'd be like, it'd be like the inspiration for like why we have a fixation with humans with wings. Like their, their, their version would be making a metal or, or, a person that the the only way that they can interpret it is making it metal.
1: How do you like? Because I do like uh, some some creatures of uh, old times. How do you like that? If they die, we can make their their normal appearance be be ish like. If you want to, the Oheni as a race, but when they die, they become gargoyles. You can uh... you, you can make it mechanically ish looking. I'm just a bit cautious of adding. To a very early stage if, if they're become, gonna become the the, the canon uh, emissaries at an early stage i'm just cautious of making them look like forged metal already when forged metal might not necessarily be a thing yet and i understand what you're saying that you want it to become like an inspiration for future and all that stuff but it's just yeah
0: eh. so all right okay so i i saw a game right on steam uh i'm gonna send you an image of of the the, the title screen Everything else in the image is completely irrelevant to what I was thinking. I just saw the image at the back and I was like, I want that, weirdly enough, to be RM series. So, I sent it to you in Discord, it's the person in yellow at the back. Like, I imagine they're just like, they maybe can have, like, two eyes and normal features, but it's like the magic is just being drained out of a construct, they just, they look completely different to what they were. Like, I don't know if you know about the Dark Crystal series.
1: Uh, very little.
0: Essentially, in that series, you have the mystics and the Skeksis. They were once a being fused together, and then they had a, they, they were guardians of this crystal which got broken, and so they split into two different races. Essentially, like, spirit race and physical race. And this is their physical half. If you were to separate their divineness from their physicalness... So if
1: you want to go off a little bit of a... Um, I, I, I understand what you're, what you're saying, I think... So if, if you want to make them so that they have transcended, uh, when they became the Oheni people of the planet Oheni uh, Ohei, they yeah. transcended. If uh, f- um, they transcended being exclusively corporeal, and became more spiritual in existence. Yes. And when they, when they die, losing their spirit, thus losing their, you know, own will. Yeah. Becoming only servant. Only a shell. Only the husk. Yes. We can make the husk look maybe like they did before. So maybe they yeah. looked like something like this before. I'm still thinking mm. stone ish golems. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean So I, I, so I,
1: less less mechanic yeah. y Uh stonish yeah. golem, gargoyle ish, if you wanna put wings on it. And the gargoyle wings you can form however you want. It's still just from appearance it will be stone
0: i, th- I think I, because I think it, also, it is
1: lifeless will less so to say i think that's fine i think
0: without obviously going for the literal like translation to what you know because obviously they, with angels they're like you know do not do not fear when do not be scared when they see us because they're not humans with wings they're like multi-winged eyed eyed circle beings that are scary as hell um so i i basically i want When you say stone, it just doesn't seem impressive in my mind because I would want mortals when they see them to know that they are above, you know, even though they are husks or husks with a bit of service given back to them, they would still need to be like, oh my God, this thing is way above me. Like they need to be in a weird way impressive. When you see one, you go, oh my God, this is clearly divine. Like they need to have some majesty, I think, but you can do them. that by just
1: letting them be like uh, various types of stone or various uh, uh, versions of stone. Like it can either be uh, em- embroidered with like some some gems if you want to add that to it. It can be well, yeah. more That's precious stones like like brace. marbles or stuff. So you you can add different as- aspects to it, which could be a reflection of what they were in life. But again, at this stage, they will be a husk. So. No matter how majestic you make something... Again, keep in mind that uh, Stonehenge and the Easter Island stone faces were majestic as hell at that time for the people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a huge head. That's it. So for us, it's like, yeah, someone carved a stone and it's big, yay. But at that time, it didn't take much to seem super impressive. That's kind of what I'm yeah. starting at. And even if we I, give these, like, uh, some, some characteristics, features, and stuff like that, once... Once people like see it and immediately become uh, are at awe, they will also associate it with a a symbol of power.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this is also another image that I had in mind. Like, this is why they would, you know, people mortals would try and equate something similar, and they would essentially stumble across something that would look like a robot. Like, this is this would be one that would be given a bit of spark back.
1: Yeah so when we get when we come further down the line cuz again we can make
0: yeah 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 like
1: like <laughs> like if if we start out with them just being husks or effigies so they are they yeah. might be emissaries but initially initially the the the, the ohenis might might not know how to put a little bit of spark back into it but and now yeah. have it under your servitude so yeah. so they it it would just be a husk it some for the first many years like a, a Easter island yeah. uh, Stonehead or something warning people this is a dangerous area or whatever that was placed there by some of these gods in the lore and then later they find out how to reanimate them by passing slight of it so that similar to to the 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 uh, the the one ring or something they're under uh, the control of the person who passes some some of the, yeah. the light back into them Um, so so yeah we can we can have them start out as more of just the husk and then we can add some more flavor back to them again initially I'm thinking like literally just a a golem ish figure can't speak very dumb it can barely point to indicate something and you have to guess what they're trying to say so it's it's more of a science and then when religion starts forming some of these like say priests or or oracles or something will be revered because they're better at interpreting it. And eventually the gods go like, no, they're dumb as fuck. So now we found out how to give them a voice or something and give them a bit of a persona. So they are now down there as my, you know, emissary, my demigod or my avatar, so to say.
0: I can imagine like there being villages that are just maybe built around an uh, uh, An an earth one. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Or just one that's just like standing there, like literally like a statue maybe there's there are some that still maybe they don't like when they when they get killed maybe they don't just immediately just become an empty husk maybe no no and and again they, they it's maybe like a slow process yeah, yeah
1: maybe they, they they don't necessarily die die they, they can still move but eventually they will they might just stand still in somewhere because they they are literally soulless and spiritless so they don't they have no purpose so I just stood here and I forgot what I was doing and I don't feel like I, there's anything else I'll do so I'm, I'm just standing here and they might decorate with flowers and all of a sudden it gets it. the, the effigy hears a calling from the gods and turns its head and they're like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not actually I'm, dead, it just stood
0: still. This is the point, I'm looking at the, our recording we might have to split this pantheon talk into two parts. Maybe, because uh, there's a lot
1: to do. But yes, for the sake of progression yeah Do you like the Spock having saved the any people by giving the O'Hei Planet and making them all in air quotes Highlanders where some become spark chasers, some will try to help other races to prevent them having to go through what they were almost going through. Some will be uh, on a killing spree, try to kill the others to claim their spirits. And some Mm -hmm. even more will just like Go out and be live the life they can be with whatever life they've been given.
0: I think I think those that are spark chasers would wouldn't necessarily be as powerful as like the gods that we would eventually come across. I think those I think no 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 even as, though, as a
1: default they will all be yeah. at at a at a a high mid range, but yeah, but yeah. that's it. So they they have yeah. they have aspirations to, to so they could become gods, but spark chasers don't develop it at all they just they just develop more in in chasing spark where yeah. the people who will help others start getting worshiped which is an indirect way of empowering them so there are two yeah. ways i see that they can they can become stronger claiming other spirit sparks or getting worship
0: can i yeah i think we are going to split this into two because there are more there's more i want to talk about and i feel it's going to go on i'm wondering if if we do do like a war where there's like a highlander, or at least individuals within the race become highlander esque, they just go around trying to gain as much power as possible. What if there is a thing where, in in like a panic, the people that are trying to like ascend, not ascend, but like help one individual, they in a, in in a panic, they're like, how can we do this quickly, and so they. Voluntarily give up their spark to ascend one individual, like they're like maybe they're just trying to do it naturally. They're just trying to praise this one person, help them out. You know, you know, completely. Do I love, I love that them. idea.
1: I, I literally do. I, I want they're the, like one panicking. Of the,
0: they're like, oh my god, this, this, yeah, we have this to, mega Highlanders to coming. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so one of the th- one of the stories I love the absolute most from the Marvel comic universe because I don't give a shit about the, yeah. I do, but <laughs> the comic universe is literally when there is. I think hundreds of X-Men and there are some dimensional tear shit or something and then to restore the universe a buttload of them have to give their their life to collect energy to be able to mend this. I don't know yeah. the full story. I just know it happened. And again, since we're not we're not we don't we don't we, we want to have a pool of potential gods in the future and we also want to have something that makes the pool not grow rampant so we have some people killing them some people hiding random places and a small society of them growing which will be like the pantheon and they are yeah. like a group who agrees well and the pantheon might get under attack by a, a, like a god slayer or whatever you want to call them a highlander or whatever like whatever yeah. name we come up with so they might become under attack and people will pray to the gods but one of the gods chooses to sacrifice themselves for, to empower the god who is, has the chance of killing the, that Highlander thing. And yeah. doing so, the god who was giving the spark of the sacrifice will also gain the spark of the Highlander that he kills eventually, becoming super-powered. But now mm. we lack the spark of that one. And maybe, again, in time, he finds a way to restore power back to the husk of the guy who sacrificed himself.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... I, I, I'm, to some I'm thinking extent. Is, like, what I'm thinking is, what if it's like a nation that, like... That basically, like, they have their king, and the nation's like, oh my god, this Genghis Khan-like being is about to arrive at our nation's doorstep, and they, as like a unified na- national pledge, they all like, like I can just imagine like a symbolic thing of like a person sitting on a throne and a whole nation's worth of people in like concentric circles around this throne, all. At one moment, they like get on their knees and pray, and like life force comes out of them and is all absorbed into their king, who can now stand up and fight this Genghis Khan. Like puts a uh, puts a new figure.
1: spin to bodyguards, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. it.
1: I, I I like that that transfer of power exists. So so yeah, let's let's keep that in for for now. Um, cool. So now we uh, again. I, I, it's not that I don't <laughs> I want to rush you. It's just I I, I also do want to progress yes, a little bit.
0: Yes, yes, so yes.
1: So now yes. we have the the concept and the 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 mechanism that gives us creation and the concept and mechanism that gives us the gods. We have the race of the, yeah. the gods and some sort of of you know placeholder for what happened to them. Uh, doesn't have to be fully uh, flashed out at this point. So now we basically just need to select uh, the small group of gods um that that are currently at this moment at least for wherever we're going to place our story the gods that are affecting affling
0: yes so and yes i don't know if we we mentioned this because i will say for everyone people some of this stuff we've kind of already talked about but you know we 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 went very loose on our discussions we didn't go too far into depth um i'm not sure if we mentioned this last episode but about factions. Factioned faction based quote unquote um pantheonic uh like ordering. Um I wanted to have a very uh, symmetrical thing. <laughs> uh Brian wanted asymmetric and i w I'm like, you know what? I like asy- I like asymmetric. I want to try it out. Um embrace and the just chaos. To speed, yeah, to speed things up, we have we've kind of formed in our minds three factions at least. Uh the faction of the sun which is the scorching element, the faction of the moon, which is the siphoning cold element, and then the third faction, which is the, the, um, the faction of the stars. Uh, now, the stars... Brian wanted a faction of order, but I think the star being, like, the most powerful out of all of them, and he doesn't necessarily have any, like, physical domain. He doesn't, like care about he doesn't have his you know he would be the god of the gods out of all of them he you know he could still be if enough of them teamed up together they could you know combat him if they whatever for whatever reason um but he'd be he'd be the he would be a god of order in the sense that he's the one that chooses the orbits of the planets and and he's he's the the keeper of traditions uh, in my mind he's the one that remem he's he's the one that's in charge of remembering the old ways and reminding the rest of them where they came from like he's the he's the god that humbles the rest of them as like hey remember where we came from remember our old traditions remember who you used to be remember all the sacrifices that were made for you kind of thing um he's like the humbler um and also i just thought that the stars are essentially the the doorways to these other dimensions literally every star wouldn't necessarily be another sun but it would be like a gateway to another dimension which we can leave open yeah 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 uh so obviously with sticking with the asymmetric thing there'd be uh one god within the faction of the stars Uh, three gods of the moon.
1: Yep, that's what. And
0: two of the sun. Um, now in my mind, I had I had um some predetermined kind of like notions to them. Um, I don't. So we're not gonna. This isn't canon, but in my mind, it's like mother and father of the sun, siblings of the moon and then you you could say uncle of the stars but not really i, I don't think they want there's, there's going to be any familial things i mean with them being a henny they could have all come from completely different parts of or hey the planet and they would have had completely different origins and completely different but for whatever reason two of them chose to the sun as their like almost domain Three of them chose the moon and one of them probably chose the stars because he was maybe the oldest or the strongest out of them all or the one that wanted to distance themselves most from everything else. You know, maybe they sacrificed the most or lost the most during the war uh, and so they wanted to remove themselves as far as they could from the bickering debates of the other, the politics of the, the two other factions, kind of thing. Uh, is there anything you more to add, or am I just going to be keeping? No, no, on no. It?
1: I'm 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 just uh, taking notes of all these uh, these things as well, so uh, I have them written down. Um, but no, I, I I like the the split, um, and I like we yeah, like you mentioned, familiarity bonds might not be actual yeah. familiarity bonds, but if they are working together in a, in a pantheon. They might be assigned nicknames, you know. Yeah. So, so <laughs> even though he might not be the the god of stars, might be called Dad or something like well, that because yeah. he is the old Wising thing, and and the the yeah. you know the, the the imagery of of getting nicknames of something that they re- remember or that it resembles. I I like that, even though the, it's it could not be grandfather. Though, I think. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not necessarily an actual relation it's just a title,
0: yeah, um, and then the father of the sun, mother of the sun, and then I then I wanted siblings, um obviously I think so so i I have made I haven't made a list of stuff and i'm and, and Brian has seen this, but I wanted to go over it, so the god of the stars would be the observer of all uh orchestrator of constellations, orderer of the cosmos. Essentially, the one that is in charge of how the sun, the the affluent core spins, the the moon rotates around it. It would also explain why the moon might accelerate every now and then. Differently, it's not like a, it's not a set orbit. It may be accelerate or slow down. Uh, and then you have the twin of the suns, because I I didn't want to necessarily go to more of that kind of patriarch or kind of. Uh, Yeah, patriarchal kind of thing. No, paternal, paternal thing. But the Twins of the Sun, so you have the Blazing Passion, uh, Warrior of Fire, and Scorcher of the Unworthy, uh, kind of representing the aggressive, like, burning, kind of planet-scorching element of the sun. And then you have the uh, the other Twin of the Sun, which is the Warm Heart, the Illuminator of Calm, and Lover of Many. Suggesting that kind of, like, Ah, the nice sunny warm day, the 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 sun that rejuvenates, that you know feeds plants with nutrients that they need, and kind of the you know getting into a warm sea, or you know the the element of sun that that is required for life, I guess you could say. Uh, the sibling, one of the siblings of the moon, would be the frozen pillar, the eclipse of time, and siphoner of the safe. They would be the one that would represent like when the world is in its ice ages. Essentially, they are the one that they literally siphon the safety out of uh, the land. Like you can't go outside because it's so cold. Things don't grow anymore. It's just it becomes really uh, harsh to live in. um uh, Then you have the sibling of the moon, uh, the other sibling of the moon, which is the waxer and the wainer, the fluid desires and the changer of mass this is like representing the phases of moon so you can have like crescent moon full moon you know half moon eclipses um uh, the the changer of mass is obviously in our world and in, in, on on earth the moon affects tidal patterns and it, it affects how the sea moves and so it would be the thing that you know he would be the one that would be in charge of if we did have children of this god they would they may be the ones that would become the, the gods of the sea, if that makes sense.
1: And one of them could also be become god of transmutation. Yes. Or like uh, shapeshifting, because it's yes. I I like the changer of mass lying under the moon. Uh, in yeah. in this summary, because I don't think you thought of it when you just listed it as a possibility, and I immediately thought of you know, um, how. Uh, Wizards of the Coast have used the moon as the circle for druids who do shape shifting, and yeah. the night elves druids are also very much uh, in connection with loon, the moon as well for all of their shape shifting shenanigans as well and stuff. So the fact that the moon is is a symbol universally across a lot of other uh, literatures or or intellectual properties for interchangeabilities, I I, yeah. I I for me it just fit perfect. So that that's a good thing
0: well the, my 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 thought was sea eroding like the the water of the sea eroding away cliffs yeah. and like yeah, exactly. and, and winding its path to make riverways, and yeah. like literally water crates it changes the land mass that's why right, I call it mass, but it's also yeah. like um then the last one is the sibling of the moon is the sh- unknown shade, the keeper of the hidden and the in th- infathomable. Uh, and my imagery for them is literally like our, you know, our kind of uh, conspiracy theory with the kind of like the dark side of the moon. The kind of like it's literally when you know, it, it's that side of the moon that no one really gets to ever see, or they think they don't ever see, or it's just the dark part of the moon. No one really knows. So, um, what's so on it. for for this
1: one, I also like to add that um, you know, um, it, it it being unfathomable and also representing the dark side so to yeah. speak also kind of gives room for expansion on this not necessarily for now either uh, children or portfolio expansion down the line for yeah you know governing the space between the stars one of the yeah. one, like being responsible for having pushed the portals as the stars are so far away and constantly being a slight torn a thorn in the eyes of of, uh, of of god of stars because it's like there's no order in in the darkness between the stars that's nothing and then you just see this other creature or god who has a lot of powers from that specific uh, domain it's quite funny so i like the 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 it, without without making them specifically we are it's it's pseudo you know the, the god yeah. of the pantheon and the, the, the underworld god relation that you and again that's why I like it being asymmetric asymmetrical because they don't have to always be at war, but there there's an angle for why the moon could try to push away order because of some of these effects. And and I like that. That that makes sense for me.
0: And I, I want to actually add this and I don't know if this I thought the reason why he's unknown shade it's because the other gods don't even know what he looks like or where he is or, or anything. They, even his quote-unquote siblings don't even know who he is. And the reason why is because I was thinking, because obviously we, we hadn't thought about how the gods are created. What if there is a god parasite? As another being that latched onto the Henny when they ascended and ascended with them by a parasitic attachment. And that, and its, defen- its godly defense mechanism is hiding itself from the rest of them, like a god parasite.
1: Yeah, I like it, and I... that's
0: why. That's why there's asymmetry. That's why there's asymmetry. That's why there's three gods of the moon and not two.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I like it. I, I like uh, I like the asymmetry because. Like we spoke about the asymmetry. It's, it's not necessarily a, a resemblance of, of power balance or anything because mm. it, it, it can shift and turn based on, again, how many people worship them, whatever. And people will worship whatever they need, so that can shift back and forth. So it's more like instead of having to be black or white, black or white, what is winning? The fact that it can, it can go from one state where, say, order is in control to either moon or sun. Means you don't yeah. necessarily know what comes next in the cycle,
0: yes, so I think I, that's yeah. what that's where the god of the stars will come in he will in a weird way he will be the arbiter he he chooses which 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 one is in a weird way he's choosing which one's winning, but more so he chooses in a weird way four mortals, and I think that's where the that's where there'll be the tug of war between him and the two other pantheons where they're They, you know, he'll be he'll slow down the moon, and no, he'll he'll speed up the moon, and then the moon gods will speed it up or slow it down to have it affect the a certain part of the planet more, and the the sun gods will want to, you know, scorch the planet, and he will accelerate the moon to cool it down. Um, it will be like a tug of war between the three. You know, the one control. You know, one faction controls the moon, one controls the sun, and he's he has ropes on both of them trying to keep them in balance, but they're also a force to really reckon with it as well. And they're trying to get what they want out of, out of it. Yeah. So he's like the, the, he's the tug of war in the middle. He's the one pulling on both sides of the string.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, it's now a break point.
0: Makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have a break. We'll, 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 we won't necessarily split into two parts, but we will stop here and we'll, We'll come back to uh, uh, fleshing out these characters more, these, giving them names and, and a bit more to it. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Law of Worlds podcast. You can contact us at lawofworlds at gmail.com, Twitter at lawofworlds, Reddit community, Law of Worlds, and a link to our Discord on both Twitter and Reddit. My name is Connor.
1: My name is Brian.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next time. Goodbye.